0: reflect, laugh, get comfortable, be you, relax and chill, sweatpants and coffee chat, freshly brewed, nice and hot, come sip, let's chat. Hi guys, Hello.
1: welcome to my Pants and Coffee Chat. Thank you guys for coming. Today we have a very exciting show today. I'm so excited. It is a very special show because we are live. We are live. And we've never done this one before, but we are extremely excited. Today's conversation is going to be epic and I'm so excited about it. I hope you guys have your coffee and is ready to chat.
0: I know I have my coffee.
1: Yes, yeah. I have my coffee too. I'm I'm always sipping my coffee.
0: I'm not sure I can live without mine.
1: Can you? No, I cannot. I'm mean, I'm not built like that. We talked about this. But I'm not. I'm not even the nicest person without coffee, so.
0: It makes me a better person. Yes,
1: it makes me great. And, and I know there's plenty of people
0: that feel that way. We're not the only ones, I promise you. I totally agree. And I'm just so grateful to all of you who have joined us. I hope you have your coffee and that you're feeling like a great person today too. So super exciting. Um, I'm gonna just get to it. introduce our amazing uh, women who have joined today's conversation Women who are in leadership, women who are moms, women who are uh, doing great things, seasoned in their leadership, and some not. Um, But really, we're just excited to have a dope conversation. So, first and foremost, I want to introduce to you all Marcel Lashley Cabore. She is known as a global business strategist and CEO of. MLN's Enterprises, and you can find her on social media. Welcome, welcome. Marcel. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, I see <laughs> a coffee girl. Sip, sip. Next, I want to introduce Jasmine Phoenix. And Jasmine is the CEO of Serenity Nail Polish. You can also yeah. find her on social. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Yes. Next, I'm going to introduce Katia Joseph. Katia Joseph is the CEO of K4 Creative doing all things empowerment, enrichment and artistry. So we appreciate you for being with us. Next, we have Valerie Paul. Valerie Paul is a transformation leader and the CEO of Inspiring Minds, LLC, and also a new mom. So hello, Valerie. Thank you so much for being with us. Next, we have Fabian Keller. Fabian Keller, mom of three, licensed nutritionist and CEO of Greens Are Fun. So welcome, 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 ladies. ladies. Thank you guys for joining us. I really do appreciate it. And we have one more guest who will be joining us a little later in the show. We have Jamella Smith from Project Proud, um, who is a a growing leader um, of a nonprofit, um, rooming young ladies all over the city. And so we are so excited. We're going to have her joining us soon as well. All right. So to
1: kick off the uh, conversation with our lovely panelists. We have designed some questions that are specifically for each and every single one of you, which we love so much. So we're going to start off with one of the most important conversations that we've been having, which is education. Um, I know it's on everybody's mind. We've all been talking about it, how different it is this year during COVID. Um, And so, Valerie, I'd love for you to speak on how do you feel about the ways families were affected, about the educational resources or lack thereof during COVID times, and how have you managed to be a leader um, in changing that?
2: Wow. Great question. Hello. Good morning, beautiful Queens. Um, that's you. a really good question. So my role as a principal and actually it was my first full year of being a principal. It was a challenge. Um, at that time, I had my two boys at home and Just managing mommyhood and being a principal remotely was probably one of the biggest challenges that I went through. Um, And it really came out the disparities that happened um, in the educational system. So the biggest thing that came out was lack of technology, Wi-Fi, and devices. And it was so amazing that there were kids and families that had iPhone 12s, but no laptop to do their work on. So that was the time that I think it was so wow. important to know that out there, Wi-Fi as something we think is so easy and so accessible to all. There were so many families that had no um, working Wi-Fi. And I think that was the biggest thing. Another thing that came up again was just access to food. Um We think that Oh, the kids are in school, they go home, they have food, but you don't realize how many families don't have refrigerators full of food. And when the pandemic hit, I had families that were begging me to buy them food because they didn't have anything in their refrigerators. Yeah, that's crazy. It it was really sad. I had a um, a Bangladeshi parent. That was the community in my district that was hit the hardest. That was like, I don't have any food to eat. Can you send something for me? And I, I sent her Instacart, and I was sending her um, pop-up shops and food on um, pantries, and I was able to do one with my school. But those were the biggest things that came up. Um, so oh. I think... As a, a principal, um, a lot of parents would say, I can't do it, it's so challenging, it's so hard. And I used to say, um, look, my kids are right here in the background. When I stop, <laughs> oh, I got to do remote learning with them too. Just because I'm a principal, doesn't mean that my job stops as a mother. So I think yeah. being able to relate to the parents, they understood like, wait, how is she being uh, uh, holding a whole school down at home? And I'm complaining about just doing some remote work. So I think relating to the parents really helped. I really realized that in terms of financial literacy, agriculture, all the things that the schools do not do, it came out in the pandemic. Because if we were building gardens and we had food in our backyards or if we had saved money, um, the pandemic would not have hit at heart. So I think it was like a rude awakening from everyone, including myself. I take accountability as well. It was the first time that I was like, man, my son has to learn how to send an email to his professors because I can't do that. You know, he's in the sixth mm-hmm. grade and I'm having to email the teachers and, hey, I need this and that. And it was the first time that I realized that they they don't even know how to send out an email. They yeah. don't know how to send out a text message. Yeah. Um. So all of these things came out and I really worked in my district and my school to really push out these things. Oh, let's do keyboarding classes. Let's do technology courses. Um. Let's learn how to plant food. Um, something as simple as that. So I think as a community, um, we we blame the school system when we should have been taking accountability as parents and the community of what we did not have for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm all about accountability, right? Instead of saying, oh, the schools didn't give iPads, the school didn't give computers. Why didn't you have a computer for your child? Yeah. Why didn't you have an iPad for your child? Um, mm-hmm. Chromebooks are about $200, saving $10 a week um, from September to Christmas, you can buy your child a Chromebook. We spend $200 on sneakers. We spend $200 on Burberry, on Gucci, but we don't have a laptop for our children, and we want the right provide it's about about accountability and and that was the biggest thing and and i always say it myself i always use myself example i was no better my 13 year old had a laptop but my five-year-old didn't what did i have to do go out and buy him one Mm -hmm. and 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 hold our community accountable right if you don't have one it's easy to say hey can i borrow your laptop for this week i'll give it right back on the weekend i have assignments to do i promise i'll get it back to you Mm -hmm. yeah no that's
1: Mm -hmm. a big deal yeah yeah that was that was definitely something that you know uh was talked about most often than none was getting the tablets out oh, yeah. ipads and stuff i definitely uh saw the delay in that too there was a lot yeah. of delay in getting one but like
0: I, delay, I i can so. totally agree with what valerie is saying there was definitely a level of dependency on the school system and you know and and, and we could sort of go back and forth about what you know public school education mm-hmm. is supposed to provide to students but quite honestly, when you look in other communities, especially communities in certain districts, and I don't know if some of you, some of your children in other districts, some districts were equipped. You know, Mm -hmm. some school communities were equipped, but we definitely saw the disparity and the lack of equity when it came to all children across the board having what they needed, but I can agree with you. There's a level of accountability on the families as well. You know, if we're going to let them have iPhone 12s and the freshest Jordans, we certainly need to ensure that I have the educational resources mm-hmm. that they need to be great. You know what I mean? They should only be engaging technology and have books free and, and proper materials in school. So very true. That's a, a very valid point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that one.
1: Uh yeah. So speaking on financial and you know kind of like getting to the point where we need to be financial financially literate in regards to, uh, you know, holding ourselves accountable and stuff. I love for Marcel, I love for you to speak on how important it is for us to be financially literate um, during these times and creating generational wealth, especially during COVID, these are unprecedented times, but how can we get started on creating that for our families and for the next generation?
3: Absolutely. I mean, listen, it is uber, uber important. And I think that we all saw that in the midst of this pandemic. Right? Um, desperate times called for desperate measures. But I'll tell you that I do feel proud because I saw communities of color mobilize and activate. I saw people, um, the gardener would be mowing the lawn right now, right here. <laughs> this is live. He's been going the whole time. Now I'm speaking. He wants to be right here. <laughs> but I saw, I saw communities of color activate and mobilize, and people started their businesses. You know, people yeah. step out on entrepreneurship and I, I saw a spirit of self-reliance and that's what we've always needed. Like you can't wait for anybody to do anything for you, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to that's figure incredible. out how to be self-sufficient, particularly when it comes to um, your finances and our financial futures, generational wealth. So yeah. one of the things that I think that's um, extremely important is just obtaining the knowledge. Like, we can no longer afford to be intimidated by reading publications, Fortune Magazine, Money Magazine, the New York Times. Like, we have to stay abreast of what's happening, because even that news helps us when it's time for us to invest in the stock market, right? So Mm -hmm. that brings me to the next point. Like, we've got to diversify. So obviously, you know, we have been, as far as communities of color, we have always uh, been of lower financial well-being than, say, our the white population. And we know why, right? We, we, we already know why historically this has been the case. But now that we're aware of it, what can we begin to do to empower ourselves? And I do believe that it does start with education, self-education as adults. Obviously, we have principals like Valerie Paul that I know for a fact value financial literacy education in her school. And that's really, really important for legislation to mandate it. I know that the, I believe the governor of New Jersey has mandated financial literacy education for middle schoolers. So this is extremely important, particularly in communities of color for us to value the fact that we need financial literacy education. But as adults, we also have to educate ourselves. So we need to read the publications and if it can become intimidating the language and really not understanding it, there are resources like NerdWallet, right? Nerd Wallet is a resource that highlights um, financial f- experts of color, right? So that we could just, you know, because it's really important to be able to have that, that, that dialogue from a place where it's relatable, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I, yeah, important. yeah, to follow people on Instagram, follow people on Twitter, start engaging in the conversation. Take some time to research some of those words, right? This is again, us investing in ourselves. Right now is the time for us to invest in ourselves and investing in ourselves is investing in our financial education, Mm -hmm. investing taking that leap of faith and starting that business. Um, Understanding how to diversify, 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 diversify. What do I mean by that? It isn't just saving, investing in the stock market, buying real estate insurance policies also increase our net worth. So there's a value that, so, you know, we don't even think about insurance, but purchasing insurance, long-term care insurance, whole life policies, this contributes to our net worth and helps to, again, give us purchasing power, right? You buy Mm -hmm. that one property, all of a sudden you can refinance, pull money out if you got equity and buy more properties, you know? So understanding how to diversify our financial portfolio, is extremely important, but I definitely think that it's about us now being proactive. So the pandemic put us in a place where we are reactive. What are we gonna do? I don't know what we to do. Now it's time for us to, we, we had an opportunity, thank God all of us that are here and that we're able to overcome and are continuing to overcome. Now it's time for us to reset and think about how to be proactive when it comes to uh, our financial futures and the future of our children, generational wealth. So, I, personally, for me, like what I've been doing now is we've been thinking about a trust, you know. And I've always, I, I, I remember a friend of mine. He's a Jewish attorney, a wealth manager, and he said to me, "Well, you don't have enough money to, to have a trust. You shouldn't even worry about a trust unless you're working with ten million. You shouldn't even worry about a trust." Oh wow, oh, <laughs> that's, that's oh, a lie. You can't tell me I shouldn't worry right. about. A trust. She said, "I'm a like You know, so I, uh, I, I again, my uh, my husband. Is is studying for the Series Seven and is working on building his wealth management portfolio. And again, we need more wealth managers of color. But I realized, no, I've got whatever I got is going up under a trust. So understanding that and not being afraid. Thank you. Understanding that and not being afraid of the language, the terminologies, and listen, we got to stop saying stuff is for white folks, right? It's not just oh, that's the that's that's white-ish. That's only that's hey,
4: we've
3: got to start, you know, really listening to the conversations and taking advantage of it because there are mm-hmm. opportunities that are being presented to our counterparts that we're not benefiting from. And we should. It's time. So we gonna we're gonna get our own reparations. How about yeah. that? Am. <laughs>
0: Amen. Amen. And I know this is lighting Katya up, right? Yeah. When I think about the things that Katia stands uh-huh. for within her brand, um, I know this is just lighting you yeah. up. So she, let's 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 get ready. Right she's a it. big advocate Katya over there burning up. She's like, oh I said that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> <said that> you <laughs> over
5: here lose my mind. If I wasn't on this live, I'd be on here shouting. Thank you, Marcel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> next to myself, right? Exactly. So, Patrick, I'd love for you to chime on in and tell me what exactly could people do to support back black business and what are some challenges that people are facing during this time because speaking on, you know, creating wealth and doing all these things us as, you know, uh black and brown communities, we need to know like what exactly What's your perspective, girl? Because I know you
0: got a whole She's got a perspective. Listen (laughs) here. If y'all haven't followed her, all the ladies on this panel, y'all need to follow her right now. Because she's got perspective and point of view. And it's so amazing. I just want to take a moment to just acknowledge. Like, so she... Literally, this point of view comes across in all of her art, mm-hmm. in all that she does, in anything that she touches, she literally is, like, pushing forth that point of view. So, go ahead, girl. Let them let, 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 let know. Share. <laughs> share. <laughs> Y'all just mute me out
5: if I talk too much. Um. So, <laughs>
4: um,
5: I'm supporting everybody Black. Okay, listen, y'all. I, I'm I'm a huge advocate of Black and Brown owned businesses and being supporters, but also becoming clients of Black owned businesses. Um, the Black community has such an amazing buying power, and we literally spend over a trillion dollars, like annually, on everything to support our lives and unfortunately that dollar is not coming is not going or even staying in our community when it does come into the community and so my opinion is that we need to be a lot more intentional when it comes to supporting and becoming clients of black-owned businesses and I got talk for the clients and I got talk for the businesses um, as well, and I hope nobody feel away because I'm talking to myself as well. Um, but we have to be intentional. We are quick to spend our money any and everywhere, right? Whatever matters to us, and that's just a reality, family. We have priorities. We spend our money wherever it matters to us. If sneakers matter, you're spending it there. If food matters, you're spending it there. Right? Whatever matters to us, the problem is that it's going to everybody else but us. And so, um, where you don't realize where the black owned businesses are. And the fact that we're not only showing up at pop-ups, right? Like a follow on Instagram is fantastic, but what about actually purchasing and donating to black and brown owned companies and entrepreneurs? And I know they said it earlier, we had a lot of folks pop up in the last year, especially during the pandemic, which is beautiful, continue to grow. But in terms of being intentional, we have to make sure we're creating businesses that are going to last which means the 90% of Black-owned businesses that are not incorporated need to become incorporated so we can be easier to be found. But also that all of us as consumers have to look for Black and Brown-owned companies to shop at, and that's for everyday life, right? I am I am an artist, y'all. I paint, and I love it when people purchase my artwork, but I'd rather you purchase detergent from a Black-owned company. If you only got $20, $50, $100 to spend, Start spending your money on regular household items from Black-owned companies. What toothbrush are you using in your house, right? Where where are you getting the clothes from for your kids? Those are the kind of things. So we have to be intentional. So I want to start there. Um, And then when I say become clients versus just customers, like that one-hit wonder, right? Like, oh, yeah, I did it. And I'm guilty of it. Like, oh, yeah, I purchased Black-owned today. But, (laughs) you know, that's 1% or 5% of where your money is going. What about tomorrow? Because they still have to feed their family tomorrow, right? And so if you can purchase food from them today, can you purchase food from them again next week, the week after, things along those lines? Mm -hmm. Um, So becoming clients, it's it's not enough to purchase one time. And then when you don't have the means, the funds, and that's a different conversation, but when you don't have it, um, people don't realize how important it is to engage with black owned businesses on social media, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we joke and I'm sure everybody on here, we all know, cause we're on social media. We joke about stuff like, oh my goodness, the algorithms and I'm trying, you know, we're trying to get these likes mm-hmm. and things like yep. that. But We don't realize um, it's a real thing as a consumer and as a client share a post comment yes. under a post,
4: uh-huh. right?
5: Like it makes a world of difference because we can't find the black owned businesses either. And that's because every, how many followers does Nike have, right? Like how many, like these kind of companies and we have no issue. They're not looking for us. Our comedy making a difference under, you know, like Nike's last post, but I'll tell you, make a world of difference under mine. It'll make a world of difference under El Rouge. It'll make, you right. Like that's the difference. And so um comment, share, like show up where you can, but mm-hmm. put your money, like when you have it and, we have it, y'all. It's over a trillion dollars a year mm-hmm. that we're spending, right? Like put your money into black owned business potentially. And I want to talk to the black owned business owners. I only learned this recently, but it's over ninety percent of us that are not that are not incorporated. They can't find us. If I Google and I'm looking for black owned companies and shout out to all of the companies right now that are making it easier, black resource network, for example, in Queens, like that are being able to shout out other companies and businesses and entrepreneurs and all of that jazz, but they can't find us mm-hmm. and they can't find us because we're like, oh yeah, I'm a, and I'm guilty of yeah, I did it for years. Yeah. I'm just going to operate as a sole proprietor. That's not where the funding is. That's not where the grants are coming. That, right, like, that makes a world of difference. And like Marcel said earlier, we can't make everything about, oh, well that's just what white people do. And that's what they do. No, it needs to be what we do because the information has been kept from us for too long. Now it's readily available and we're not necessarily taking advantage of it.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: And so- You get it snaps, I mean, snaps from the panelists. You get it snaps
5: from the <laughs> panelists. <laughs> <the> panelist. Yeah, <laughs> I love me, everybody black. My two is black, oh my, y'all listen.
0: <laughs> Listen here, you better plug that black on toothbrush in a
4: comment.
5: Coral,
0: um,
5: oral. Oral, oral Okay, coral. <laughs> I, wanna, I can't, I can't multitask, but after I'm done talking, I'm gonna type it in there. Coral, coral. Um, follow them on Instagram. I purchased it from Black-Owned Company Nicholas BK. Um, out on Fulton. They open up in Harlem now. Um, the whole nine. So yeah. <laughs> on, all the
1: way I okay. my list,
0: you no, we perfect, <laughs> it's very true though and i it's mean very, very i think true. that this is perfect because jasmine and i mean uh-huh. you know jazz you know please do share a little bit of your story like all about the generational wealth uh-huh. all about empowering our children and so um jasmine and i won't steal the story but jasmine has appointed her four-year-old ceo of serenity nail polish and so when we talk about generational wealth and we talk uh-huh. about you know prioritizing um you know just financial literacy in our children i mean yeah yes. like i mean i know this is right up your alley i know you're right. just sitting there oh, yeah. like that's it exactly definitely. that's it definitely <laughs> speak on like
1: tell us about like what you were thinking and like how you basically thought to do that you know
6: yeah so um and we are Serenity Nail Polish Incorporated. Oh,
0: look yeah. <laughs> in the businesses out exactly. here, y'all?
6: Uh, but anyway, so Serenity Nail Polish. Um, I wish she was here. She's actually doing her thing at ballet class right now. Um, if she comes home a little bit early, I'll have her hop on and say a quick hello to you all. Um, but last year, we basically got started. You know, during the pandemic, you know, we always together painted our nails, painted our nails. And like Creative was saying, you know, we often went to the store, supported other businesses, not our own, bought their nail polishes, right? Um, And then last year in the pandemic, she said to me, mommy, there's no more nail polish. And I was like, no, there's not. And at that time, stores were closed, everything was shut down. And when I, you know, said that time, I was like, well, what should we do? And she was like, serenity nail polish. Right. And this is a three-year-old at the time. So I'm like, I have to make sense. What is this three-year-old trying to tell me? And then I sat on it. Right. And then the, the next, the next day I'm like, it's something about what she said that's just like marinating in me. And I was like, let's make our own, let's make our own nail polish. Right. Let's become, um, Let's make sure that it's, it's safe for everyone to use. Let's make sure it's a vegan brand. Um, and that's literally how it came to be. It came from the mouth of a baby, <laughs> At time, if you will. Um, and because it was her idea, <laughs> I was like, she needs to be a part of this. And it was so important for me to, um, it is so important for us to create that general, generational wealth for our daughter, you know, my husband mm-hmm. and I. Um, when we speak about generational wealth, wealth, I'm thinking about financial literacy, right? Financial stability, and then ultimately financial freedom. Um, we're down the line working on brick house where we want to buy the block, you know, real estate, we're investing in our stocks, right? So we're doing things to, um, eventually, like I said, gain that financial freedom and, I know you were talking about how do you manage, like, motherhood and, you know, because mm-hmm, it's hard. It is definitely hard to manage motherhood and entrepreneurship. Yes, because as a mother, you know, we do it all. We're nurses. We're doctors. We're
0: teachers.
6: <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're there through everything. Um, and there's four things that I try to do to continue to keep myself in balance and keep myself in check. The first thing I do, I create a schedule for myself and I set my goals. What are some things you want to accomplish this week? What are your goals for the month, right? Mm. And, I, and I'm always kind to myself. If I didn't do something on my checkoff list today, I say, you know what? Today was a busy day. It's okay. Be kind to yourself. Do it tomorrow. But again, not letting myself get to that place where it's always, oh, well, tomorrow's going to get done and tomorrow's going to get done, right? So then mm. having that accountability partner, right, to make sure that, you know what, Jasmine? You're staying in line, right? You're working on your goals and you're working hard to achieve, to, um, to accomplish what you set out that you wanted to accomplish. Yeah. The next thing that I, that I like to do is communicate and ask for what you need. This is something that I had to learn throughout my business, throughout remote teaching. Literally, I'm in the same house, <laughs> right? So sometimes when we're in the building, you're able to separate work from home. Right. And how do you do that when you're having a stressful day at work <laughs> and it's in your home? Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to learn, just communicate, ask for what you need in that moment. Right. Um, Cause no one is a mind reader. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. definitely, um, and taking time for myself throughout the day. I used to have this mommy guilt of like, I spent all these hours on the computer, all these hours with, you know, other people's children that I still consider my children. Right. But then I'm like, Oh man, I didn't spend time with serenity yet today. Or I didn't spend time with my husband yet today, but saying, you know what? It's okay. It doesn't make me, you know, a bad mom. If anything, I need this time so that I can be a better mom, so that I can be a better wife, right? So that I can be a better teacher, a better business owner, right? Because you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. And the final thing I will say is taking time to eliminate distractions and people in your life that do not serve you. Mm -hmm. Because as you elevate, not everybody, unfortunately, wants to see you win, but that's okay. (laughs) You got to keep going anyway. And that's how I manage everything. So
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's great.
6: That's a really big deal. It's huge. And Jamila,
0: like, I know that, you know, Project Proud is spending, you know, so much energy into, you know, building young, young ladies along these exact core values. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about that and talk to us about, you know, what it was like during, you know, the pandemic, you know, as a growing leader um, who's building a brand and obviously everything mm-hmm. is very like in uh, in contact. Like we had to come up with so many creative ways <laughs> yeah, to be sure. able to do what we do. You know, talk to us a little bit about even just you know, just some of those core values that you even just heard Jasmine speak of and, and how, as a growing leader, you're figuring out how to deliver this to your young people and to your young ladies specifically um, during this time.
7: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, first and foremost, so the Project Proud kind of came about with me. Well, there was a, a series of ways that it came about. However, one of the things that I thought about while building it was mainly about what did I learn? Like, what were some of the things that some of the teachers that were really hard on me, um, that believed in me when I didn't, saw me when I didn't, what was some things that they instilled in me? And Mm -hmm. that is how I came up with some of the core values. So Project PROUD, the PROUD in Project PROUD is an acronym for persistent, responsible, overcome, unapologetic, and determined. And so the goal of Project PROUD is that each young girl, whether I have five minutes with them or five years with them, that they Mm -hmm. at least have some of those core values that they feel empowered to be very persistent. Don't take no for an answer, right? Mm -hmm. I have the um, amazing opportunity, or uh, I guess you can say, of knowing some of our panelists. And uh, Ms. Katia Joseph is one um, who is extremely persistent. Um, You know, I I would always joke around I'm like, she does not believe in the word no. (laughs) that is not a bad thing because at the end of the day she gets what she she and not in the bratty sense but like i i believe in what i'm trying to get trying to get you to buy into and and so much so that you don't really mean no like you don't really you don't mean that so i'm gonna help you so like that's one of the things like really being persistent a lot of our youth especially our young girls um they 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 need direction. They need direction. They need to understand the power that they have. And so, even down to things like you know the Me Too movement, right? Like, no. I, when I say no, I mean no. Yeah. When I say I'm not ready, I'm not ready. You know, um, things like being responsible. You know, a lot of a lot of our our young kids. Um, they don't understand, they want They want the Nikes, but then they don't want to work for it, right? Or they don't know how to work for it. And so that's a big thing for me. Like, let's start to look at the things that you are responsible for, even, even on an emotional, mental capacity. You are responsible for setting boundaries. You yeah. are responsible for communicating those things so that way, me as an adult can help you. You know, I have a lot of kids. I teach dance and you know, I'm known as like the Miss Abby. I'm really not that bad, guys. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm known as the Miss really Abby so of the studio. And in the sense that, like, I expect the absolute best from you. You're not going to give me some par and tell me that this is my best. Absolutely not. Um, mm-hmm. so, right. We're not, I'm not settling for the lackluster, for the mediocrity. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um. And so with that, being said like some kids would almost be and i had to check myself too um but they were almost intimidated to tell me miss jamila i don't feel well and so mm-hmm. some parents were coming to say oh you know they're not going to say anything but Katya doesn't feel well or marcela doesn't feel well and i'm like okay i'm going to wait for them to tell me and i'll mm-hmm. know this and i'll tell mom too i would i would also empower mom to say we want her to have a voice we want her to feel comfortable enough even if i get upset I'm gonna stand in my truth. And the truth of the matter is I don't feel well. And yeah. so I would, I would start class and I would look at them like, okay, let's see if they're gonna say anything. Yeah. Um, and then I and you know, of course they wouldn't I'll say, you know, Marcel, do you want to tell me something? And they're like, I I don't feel well. I said, Okay, that's fine. Okay, so what what do you need me to do? Let's communicate yeah. things. You are responsible for letting for letting people know where you are in the space. You know, a yeah. lot of us to sure. come to, and I mean, I'm pretty sure all panelists can think about something that they had to overcome in their life that was very traumatic, that was um, a, a a a paradigm shift for in their lives. But you are not what you what you had to go through, or you can be what you what. Like you can you can take that back, and you can now take use that as a stepping stone to say, yes, okay, I was a rape victim. Okay, I was I was a, a victim of poverty, or all these other things. But you are more than that.
4: You Mm -hmm. are, let's
7: take that, you know, being unapologetic, you know, a lot of people have been bullied as well. And that's a big initiative for me, you know, getting down to everybody's so big on the the zero, um, the zero tolerance for bullying, but that doesn't end it, right? Like there has to be some type of restorative justice approach to this zero, this zero bullying um, approach or policy. And so... Okay, so have you spoke to the parents of the bully? Have you sat down with the bully? Have you had them have a conversation with with the victim? You know, those are things that I find is is really lacking. And you know, one thing that I've learned is that, and we all have heard the the saying, "Hurt people, hurt people." Hurt people. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. For yeah. so, oh, sure. A, a, follow-up, a follow-up question just so i mean because i love everything that you're saying but how has this like really stretched your leadership like during this time because i know you referenced dance and class and i know right now like you know the world is attempting to you know open back up but how mm-hmm. has it stretched your leadership in trying to deliver this um amazing work to no. young people like how has this really sort of just just stretched you you know as a as a growing leader Right, so in the in the height of everything that was going on
7: last year, I actually, I said, you know, and I saw a lot of Black communities um, saying, "Well, we have to we have to help our own," and so I was like, "Okay, what can I do right here in my house mm-hmm. that is going to impact the community in the name of Project Proud?" And so I started a summer initiative um, that was called um, Evolve Twenty Twenty, and so really starting to talk about creating a space for them to socialize. You know, a lot of our kids really don't know how to socialize at this point. I don't know about anybody else, but even for me, when I'm in social spaces now, I'm like, do I say oh, that? It, it, it happened <laughs> to me just yesterday. I was like, what do I do? You're <laughs> doing this
0: to me. Like, right, it's right. Confusing.
7: Like, we want to have conversations. We have these masks on. And so we have to re- relearn how to socialize safely. And yeah. so, you know, in the meantime, I mean, of course, I didn't have anything in person, but. You know, I was, I teamed up with um, a local um, dance school I've been working with for years called Kia Dance and um, worked with some, worked with a, a small group of five girls and we tackled so many pieces. We tackled what is social emotional learning? You know, they're in sixth grade now, so they can they can handle what that is. You know, you want me to learn this thing, but I don't even know what it is. You know, yeah. we, we tackled um, using, giving your voice, giving your feelings and your voice um, and your emotions a voice. Um, especially with all of the um, social injustices that were happening in the space, some parents don't know how to even cope themselves, and so they're not going to open up the, the 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 Pandora's box, if you will, of yeah. that conversation. Because it's like, what do I really say? Mm-hmm. And so I was able to kind of speak to those things, and so that was kind of like how I helped out and bridge some of the gap. And even going back into the spaces, you know, schools are looking to go back, you know, full time, you know, that's, that's the talk for next year. Um, Social, emotional learning and mental health have to be at the forefront. They have to be. These kids are are already struggling with anxiety of getting in work of what do I do in in a social setting? You know, I work with a school and we have um, social lunch and we have student led circles and. Kids are freaked out to even turn on their cameras. And as an adult, you're like, that's ridiculous. But it's real. We cannot yeah. just. Oh, yeah. it's,
1: it's definitely. Yeah, it's definitely a real thing, though, because the mental health. Remember where I, I had expressed that, yeah. you know, I have a five year old son. And so I'm just worried about like what he considers normal mm-hmm. and like being like his first year of school was so different from anything I could have prepared him for. Because right. I don't know. Their life. You I don't can't. know what he's yeah. dealing with. So, overall, like, you know, that's definitely a big deal. Um, I want to speak to Fabian, too, as a nutritionist, along with the mental health aspect for our children and for, like, all the things that are kind of going on with them. I think the holistic approach, yeah, nutrition and mental health, Well, I mean, I know she'd
0: probably say walk hand in hand in tandem.
1: Yeah, and not only for children, but for us as well, because, you know, we're struggling as well on a mental health aspect. On a nutritional aspect, what exactly are some of the ways that you could kind of, I don't know, get back into... Kind of like the swing of things, I guess you could say. Or, like or, feel or better.
0: what needs to be ongoing. There you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? To really, yeah. you know, propel just, you know, a healthy lifestyle. But even in terms of like impact, like I know, you know, especially when we struggle with different things within our minds, they'll yeah. say, you know, think about the foods that you're putting in your body to contribute yeah. to or to aid the anxiety you may be feeling or the to crushing. minimize that. Yeah, like what are some things that how do we help our children? How do we help ourselves from a nutritional standpoint when it comes to our holistic health, mentally, spiritually, emotionally?
4: Yeah, those are great questions because as a result of the pandemic, I had to rethink things. And that's the reason why I even um, renamed my business with Nutrition Living before. And I changed it to Greens of Fun to show people that healthy living can be such a on a way of doing things, that it doesn't have to be like a dread, you know? Cause a lot of times when people think of things that are healthy, it's like, oh, I have to make an additional meal. It has to be steamed or it doesn't taste good. And I tell them, make it simple. I'm very much about simplicity and tasting good. You don't have to alter a lot. So what I've done, um, even during the pandemic with my kids, is basically get them involved with the way that I'm eating, with what I'm doing, and help and having them help me. And you find that kids, when they help you to do the things that you need to do in the house, it becomes so much easier. They'll eat it, they'll taste it, they'll play with it because they're familiar with it. So in terms of simplicity, whatever you're doing, add some greens to it. That's the mm-hmm. first step. Greens meaning like collard greens, kale, spinach, Swiss chard, even if you see a green at the supermarket that you may not know and you see someone is picking it out, ask them how they cook it mm-hmm. or look at the name up and go back home and look it up. But greens are so simple to make that it doesn't matter what the green is. All you need is a little bit of onion and garlic. Seriously. It is nothing. is like a big science. And that's the reason why with my approach, I tell people it's so much fun. It's like, it's you know, I feel like I'm a kind of a scientist going into an experimental room. And, you know, that's what I think of the um, supermarket and just picking yeah. out some things. I wonder mm-hmm. how this would taste. And what I do at home with my kids is I'm going to show you something new. And if you don't like it, spit it out. You know, because kids are like, oh, I don't want to eat it. I don't want to touch it. Oh, what if I don't like it? I'm like, spit it out, but at least try it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same approach that I do with adults. I'm like, you know, it's so it's so easy. Let's say you're having a meal and you're cooking stewed chicken. Add the greens to the stewed chicken. The mm-hmm. greens will actually taste the flavor of the stewed chicken. And you don't have to have an additional meal. If you have rice with your meal, add the greens to the rice. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I'm in a hurry. I'll just take the carrots, cut it up. While I'm cooking the rice, put it on top of the rice, let the rice steam it. It does so
0: what what is in the greens, right? Yeah, why, why does I, when yeah. you when you when you eat better and when you're incorporating greens into your diet, mm-hmm. why do you physically feel better in your like I mean I know when I'm eating what I call crap food, I mean I just feel horrible, <laughs> I'm sluggish, you know, I, I'm not feeling as energetic. And then I'm a creative. So like yeah. you can't create if you don't feel good in your mind. So
4: what is in the greens? Like what, what is the so connection? It's amazing what's in the green. Um, because in the greens, for example, you see when people have high blood pressure and they yeah. tell them eat bananas, wrong. Because most people are eating bananas. I think 90 something percent of people, I think it's a small amount of people that don't like bananas, you know, they say, oh, to lower the blood pressure. I'm it's actually it. the green. In the greens, you have potassium that will help lower the pressure. You have calcium that also helps to target the pressure. You have fiber that helps to lower the blood sugar. So let's say you have you have something, you're having something with your meal that has some sugar in it, some starch in it, and your body is having a hard time with the sugar the green will decrease the rate at which the sugar enters the body. Then when it gets inside of the body, it's going mm-hmm. inside of the body, it's cleaning itself out. When you don't eat greens, it's like never taking a shower on the inside. It really yeah. Because everything just creates an environment for bacterias and other things to feast on. The, grease, the greens, they come in and it just cleanses everything up because inside the intestine are like little hair follicles that are there so let's say you eat nuts the little nuts can get stuck so then you have people that end up with inflammation in the intestine that as a result of what they're eating because there's nothing to clean it out colon cancer very interesting (laughs) So the greens have basically, they not only have the minerals that I've listed, like potassium, calcium, they also have the vitamins that are needed, like vitamin C, like we hear now during the pandemic. One of the vitamins that they were giving to people to help them recover is vitamin C. And the thing with vitamin C, you have to keep taking it in because it's a water-soluble vitamin. What that means is that it gets washed out with water. So it goes, goes in the body and comes out. So it's mm-hmm. something that you have to keep taking. You have other vitamins that um, that are what you call oil-soluble or fat-soluble vitamin. This type of vitamin gets stored in the liver. The body keeps it because in the liver, basically, fat is stored. It starts storing the fat. Those are your vitamin A, D, E, and K. Sim- simple way of remembering it, I just call it ADEC. ADEC, A, D, E, K. Those are the fat-soluble vitamins. That- so... Basically, during this pandemic, I wish, um, the thing that I wish that the news did is basically release to people what they can do to be healthy. Because mm-hmm. right now, a lot of um, documents are coming out, resources are coming out, and even studies are being done to demonstrate that incorporation of vitamin C along with vitamin D, those two, specifically vitamin D, that people with vitamin D Mm-hmm. In their bodies, who have gotten COVID, are recovering a lot better. There was an example of a husband and wife. The wife started taking the vitamin D. The husband didn't. They both ended up with COVID. The husband who didn't take it passed away, and the wife survived and mm-hmm. felt better. So these are simple things that you could have told. Like, um, yeah. even you know, in New York City where I am, you found Cuomo's brother who ended up with COVID. His wife is a naturopathic. Um, she's involved in you know, natural way of doing. She listed a whole list of things that people can do during the pandemic. And, um, and I tell people, don't overwhelm yourself. The pandemic and the news is overwhelming you. There's a lot of things outside. We are
1: getting some questions in the chat. There's a question What about frozen
4: green vegetables? You can totally do frozen greens, the only one that I'm against are basically the ones in the can. Just because mm-hmm. when you eat it, you get the metals and you get additional salt. And mm-hmm. we don't want them. the metals cause a lot of issues in the body, including lack of losing weight, mm-hmm. um, basically. But yeah, however, whatever you can get it in, get it in. Um, and you want green leafy vegetables because things like carrots, they are good. Um, I love carrots for the body, but a little bit it has sugar. Potatoes have sugar. Peas have sugar. Um, mm. Green beans basically have some amount of carbohydrate in them. So you want your green leafy vegetables. What do they look like? They look like your lettuce. They look like your watercress, your Swiss chard, your kale, your collard. Mm. Wow. I make a green for my clients in about five to ten minutes. And they're like, what? We greens <laughs> right. like for an hour. I'm like. Come because as part of what I do, yeah. I think that people eat what they see and what they taste. So, yeah. there, one of my sessions is a taste and see. So, after we do a phone conversation, we have phone conversations because of you know virtual. So we do that on the phone or you know Zoom meeting. I like to do a taste and see with them. So, mm-hmm. taste and see is I cook different things. And they can come and try it out, basically. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, yeah. That's amazing. That's
1: really important, too. It definitely <laughs> is part of, like, taking care of yourself nowadays. It sounds like
4: eat and- better, feel better. Yeah. It's definitely yeah, exactly. important. It's definitely And I important to them to sure. on Zoom, like, let's say they can't meet, um, so I'll, I'll do it basically on Zoom with them. Yeah. I'll see them. Okay, I cut it up. Da, 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 let's do it together. You got a little bit of garlic, a little bit of onion. People are, sh- are really surprised. Like I'll do yeah. cabbage and carrots together with a little bit of garlic. And people are like, what? And cabbage is also very good for the body, especially into in this season. Because it helps <laughs> the right bacteria's grow in order to destroy the wrong ones. Yeah. Nice,
0: nice. Well,
1: I definitely, yeah, definitely learned something so new about taking a shower on the inside. Yes. I like that. Take a shower on the inside Take with your greens. Inside, y'all. I like that. Um, so yes. we're going to do a rapid question real quick. I have two rapid questions. It's going to be really fun, guys. So I want all the panelists, rapid question number one. All you have to do is give me, I would say, I'm going to give you two words. To give me the response. Okay, guys, you ready? Yeah, ready? <laughs> All right, rapid question number one is How do you handle your mental health while playing the role of leadership, both professionally and
4: personally? Saving so, your yeah. heart. Okay, peace and love. I end oh. everything peacefully and in a loving manner. Okay, okay. okay. Katya?
5: I'm gonna say prayer and meditation.
4: Ooh,
7: I like that, Jamila. Um, therapy and my organization board. Yes, Valerie.
2: I would say prayer and patience. You pray nice.
7: and,
1: and we
2: will make oh, a way
3: working on, it. working on it every day. Marcel. I'm gonna say prioritizing me. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> uh, nice for that, Marcel.
1: I deserve
2: it.
3: Yes, you are wrong. How about you, Jasmine?
1: Prayer and self-care. Yes. That's, you Mm -hmm. know, that's my thing. Self-care is totally my thing. I need that in life. Okay. Rapid question number two, guys. You ready? One word now for your response. What is the toughest challenge or has been the toughest challenge in being a woman in leadership? Fabian, we'll go back to you. One
0: and, word. And I'm going to just give a a, a shameless disclaimer. Do, it's okay to mention yourself as a mom because yes. I know that that impacts you guys greatly. And yeah. I think sometimes, you know, in, in the professional world, sometimes folks want to forget that y'all yeah. are mothers first. So yeah. whatever comes to mind, go for it. One Vision. word, Fabian. You go first. Mom. That
1: is <laughs> <29 laughs> the toughest challenge. Okay. You That's good. a good one. Yeah, yeah, Katio. How about you? One word. What is the toughest challenge in being, or has been, a toughest challenge in being a woman in leadership? You gotta unmute.
5: Unmute. I thought I could. Sorry, y'all. (laughs)
1: Bias.
7: Bias. Okay, Jamila. Managing my emotions. That's a lot
1: of words. I asked for one, but that's okay. That's okay. That's
0: okay. Emotions. Emotions.
1: Yes. Emotions. Valerie, one word. Toughest challenge.
2: Transparency. Mm. Mm. I'm a mother of three. I have a two-month-old and in this time, I'm still a principal. I launched my business. So Transparency that... It can all happen. It's not easy, but you can get really. it done and you can do it. So, just yeah. be transparent. Let them know. I don't, I don't have it all together, but I have limitless opportunities. But
1: we're going to work it out. Exactly. exactly. Marcel,
2: one word from you? No, I don't have one word. <laughs>
3: you know, she got a phrase too. She probably got a whole if phrase, I say, If I have to say the one word, I need some context. It, it, it's fear, but it's really battling that fear of taking up space.
4: You know what mm. I mean? Like not being
3: afraid to take up that space and just being all of me, whether it makes people uncomfortable or not.
6: Mm, that's,
3: that's a good
6: one, Jasmine. How about you? <laughs> one word is so hard, but I would say balance.
1: Balance. That's a good one. I'm <laughs> struggling. Yeah, the balance is real for sure. I definitely. I feel as if like sometimes I, I, I stay in the mom guilt way too mm. long. That's definitely something that I struggle with. I also kind of want to balance it all and give my energy towards everything. So yeah, that's definitely a good one. What's one word for you?
0: I'm trying to put it in one word. Um, You're going to give us a phrase too? They, no, they gave us phrases. We, no, we I think, um, I think it would just be, um, grit, right. Mm-hmm. And grit in the context of, um, continuing even though, right? I think sometimes so many things try to come to mind that the fear comes in, the guilt comes in, that I don't feel like it today comes in. or oh, no. You know, I have so much to do and we can get so caught up sometimes. So just the, the grit to like, from a place of resilience, just proceeding forward at all costs, no matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what, no That's matter a
1: good what. One.
0: That's a good one. Um, Yeah, so- that is everything. So yeah. just tell, tell the people, where do they find you? Like, before we yeah. get out of here, um, just tell us, just tell the people really quickly, where can they find you? Katia.
5: Thank you guys for having me. Um, and family, you guys yeah. can find me on Instagram and Facebook, k for creative Inc. You guys can find me on my website, k4creative.com. Send me an email, k Creative creativeinc at gmail.com. <laughs> Send me a text. All the time.
0: And any uh, any upcoming events, Katya?
5: Oh my gosh! Um, yes, actually, I just launched a YouTube called "For the Culture" YouTube series. Please check it out. Uploaded the first episode this past Wednesday. I'm Got trying it. to figure out the YouTube life, but definitely find me on YouTube as well. Okay for Creative Inc. And leave your comments. Let me know if you like it or if you hate it. I just want to <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. Marcel, where do they find you? Tell um, us they could find me. Meet me outside. How about that? No, I'm just playing.
3: <laughs> 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 um Marcel Lashley Cowboy. I mean it's so long. I, I definitely had to do something about that, but my name. <laughs> You can find me at my name on all social media channels, but I have to say, this was so full, so rich. Like I don't want to stop this conversation. I want this panel to like come to the rooftop. Let's eat. Let's drink.
1: And let's keep
0: talking.
1: We might have to make that happen. We definitely learned a lot from each other we? during this little panel. I liked it. I enjoyed it very much. We're all so different, come from different walks of life, doing different things, have different obstacles in front of us. So it's nice to have, you know, just like a little round table of women who are Absolutely. doing their thing. Mompreneurs. That's right. That's right. Entrepreneurs.
6: Just amazing. That's yeah. great. Jasmine, where do they find you guys? Um. So I'm definitely down for dinner. I'm always down for dinner good time <laughs> goodbye thank you guys for having me um so they can find us at, at on instagram at serenity's nail polish our website is serenitynailpolish.com um our gmail is info at com. Um, and in terms of events, we actually have a, an event today. It's going to be all kid entrepreneurs, um, right there in Queens. If you follow social media, you will see the address in the flyer. It's today from one to six. And then on Sunday, May 23rd. We're having a mommy and me manicure day, a day of pampering for moms and their little girls, aunts and their little girls, grandmas and their little girls, guy, mommy, all the welcome. God mommies and their little girls, <laughs> definitely check out my social media page as well. You can purchase your ticket on Eventbrite and you get we have um goodie bags for you all as well to take home with you at the moment. I
7: yeah. remember goodie
1: bags I a, good bag.
6: and and a goodie bag. I'm a excuse. <laughs> I gotta pull up. I gotta pull up. <laughs> if you're not celebrating tomorrow, we got you Sunday, May 23rd. Check us out. Aww. Awesome. Awesome. Jamela,
0: how did they find you?
7: So, you can go to project underscore proud underscore for Instagram. You can just look up Project Proud on Facebook. And then um, my website is www.projectproudnyc.com. As of now, the only events that I'm working on is launching um, or, yeah, launching an extent of my apparel line. So that should be coming out nice. soon. I'm really, really excited for it. I got a couple of statement pieces. So that's going to help um, fundraise. Um, so that way I can reach more um, more communities that cannot afford um, what, I, what I
0: have to offer my services.
7: Awesome. Nice.
0: Awesome. 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 Valerie, where do we find you and this glorious new business that you just Ooh. launched?
2: Yes, yes, yes. So you can go to Inspiring Your Mile Minds LLC, um, that's where you're going to find curated curated jewelry pieces. And I hope to do my life coaching and my motivational speaking from that platform. But mm-hmm. I also have Principal Paul 21, all things about being a principal and Principal Paul and the things she, do, she does day to day and just being a mom. So just catch me. Um, I have some pop-up shops coming. The official launch of Inspiring Minds will be June 1st. So I have some orders, but you can order some pieces now. And I'm just so thankful for this platform and all these beautiful queens on this line. Shout out to each and every one of you guys.
0: Yeah, oh, and yeah. let us know Thank how you. we can support your launch. Yes, I mean, MLN with the Thank experiential you. marketing, Serenity Nail Polish yes. with the experience and yes. pop-up shops. I know has experience in that as well. Let us know so we can repost you all like this. So we need to make sure you have a dope launch. A dope launch. This is amazing baby and where do they find you uh you gotta unmute hun i think that's the that's the that's the catch line for all of
4: 2020, 2021. <laughs> unmute, like somebody needs to just unmute make your shirt unmute, unmute yourself. yourself yes that is very true <laughs> i got Visual you learning for you yes they can find me on instagram now at greens off fun um I will be launching also this, the Greens Off Fun, sometimes later this year because I want to work on a tea line, um, especially for mom to relax and um, enjoy some tea along with um, eating healthy. So we'll definitely let you know more about that. But Greens Off Fun on Instagram, on um, Facebook, I'm still under my name, Fabian Keller. So they'll find me under that. Yeah, awesome! Awesome! This well, was thank so you, guys, great so
1: much. We appreciate all of you queens coming and giving us your knowledge, your perspective, your opinions, your stories. We really, really appreciate it. And for everybody who was on the live, thank you so much for coming on the live. We really appreciate it. Those that commented, Absolutely. we really appreciate it. Thank you, guys, so much. And we will see you in the next chat. That's right. See you Bye, soon, guys.
4: Thank you for having us.